0: Aha! The button has appeared. Uh good grief. Uh I'm I'm 3 minutes late. It's disgraceful, I know. You know what's funny is I've not even finished uh, reordering my news slides into ways that I think are are useful for everyone. Um hello, 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 hello. Can you all hear me? Are you there? Uh good. Good. Um uh, Yeah, yeah, I know, right. I know right, I know, I know. It's it's been one of those it's been one of those days as the day job on a Wednesday seems to be getting busier and busier but uh, it's fine everything is well oh you have sound it's it's real matter it's here it's been a while it feels like it's been a while I, I don't know I think it was only one pre-record wasn't it but it was um things have yeah things have still been getting in the way. Um, uh, I'm I'm literally going to I've finished the slides I just need to reorder them because I good grief today is all about so much news much news um well what, what other thing I mean yeah we're just covering a lot of different news stories um I'm trying to work out an interesting order to to kind of cover them um, because there's a lot of different bits and pieces oh gosh yeah storms storms. Uh, storms and bridge bashes and oh my goodness it's all it's all it's all happening so um first of all how are you all who's who's here who's joined us we have um we have some people in the chat it's here there we are some good discussions going on very nice um i am working my way the reason i'm just bouncing around here is because i just want to go there 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 is there is a, a thread connecting all of um all of this all of my various kind of um tales and stories uh and so i want to kind of make sure i get this news thread correct so we have storms we have uh what have we got we've got oh yeah that's right that that thing the irp do you remember the irp that was good wasn't it um so oh golly why did i start this now i should have waited two minutes hello john quine hello new people um there's so much... Oh, there's so much news. Jacob is here. Uh, so much of you are here. I'm dithering and idling because I can't click when I actually start... Wait a minute, I tell you all let's let's, let's, let's let's get the... Let's get this. Let's get this. Where's, where's, where's OBS gone? Let's go big face. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's here. Oh. I've got to do... I've got basically... I've probably got about a minute and a half of dead air to fill uh, when, <laughs> when I put the thing back on uh bounce around very adh mood happens quite often yes i can hard relate to that adam uh yes um so what i'm going to do is put the, the the title card back on oh yeah and it's a change to the advertised schedule because we were going to be going through a climate change report um but which is which we are going to do next week as i'll trail at the end but um uh we had so much of it. i had my, my my like google keep note of all the news things it got so long uh, this is the time for me to go back to no face again and start reordering slides the had got so long that i uh, realized i needed to just pull all the news together um into one sort of story uh pull it all together uh and just generally catch us up with all of the news things that have been happening um so, so, yeah, so that's precisely what we're going to do. Uh, that's that, that makes sense. Okay, so we've got, in order, we're going to cover um, the obvious big news story that I won't spoil. We're going to cover some interesting stuff about, uh, very briefly touch on autonomous vehicles, uh, which is which is good. Uh, talk about some storms that have been happening and making a mess of things. Um, uh, talk about, uh, remind ourselves about why we're doing that, particularly, you know, what the issue is. Um, uh, there we are. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some stuff about aviation, actually, some aviation stuff. Um, We're going to talk about. uh, Where are we? Yeah, so there's that. Uh, We're going to talk about some some statistics about action on climate change, which is good. So we're going to cover that. Uh, Some stuff, sorry, batteries, some stuff about electrification, Uh, the fact that we've got um, new developments being hopelessly car focused uh we have um some others actually yeah let's pull those up there's got some other stuff about uh incidents actually that are worth uh some some crash incidents that have happened uh oh also the salisbury reports out, out uh, which i haven't covered which we are going to not going to do in this episode but we'll have a look at the uh the salisbury crash report probably not in this one but uh it should be some news shouldn't it in fact i tell you what while the, the salisbury crash uh, report has anyone had a look through it has anyone flicked through and had a look um yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite interesting. Uh it is it's well worth a look. Uh there we go. New homes car focus, billionaires are dreadful. Yeah, we know all that stuff. Um uh, and uh, level boarding. There, good. I think that's it. I think we've got an order. That's it's it's a bit fast and loose, but I think it, it'll work. Oh, there we go. Right. Whew. OBS is back. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> oh uh so yes rubbing my face there for the benefit of those who can't see. In fact, no one can see because I haven't got my face up. Right, let's, we're gonna, we have also got the COVID stats, you'll be happy to hear. Um. So if I get rid of this post-it note that's in the way of things, that, and this pen as well, it's a network rail pen. It's in the network rail pen. I don't know why they've got a network rail pen. There's a network rail pen. There it is. Yeah, very nice. Um. That's dead air, and it's uh, high time. We, we we started tonight's show, I think. Uh, welcome to tonight's. REL NATTER! And as the intensity 225 fades away... Oh, there is a picture of some mucky, there it is, look, it's some mucky, flooded, wrecked-up track that clearly bad things have happened on. And, uh, well, this whole episode, the theme of this whole episode is going to be um, that things have happened. Yes, they have. There's good grief, so much has been happening over the last several weeks, and I, I've definitely not covered it all in today's episode I mean, the Salisbury report's out. That's not in the slides. There's, there's, there's quite a few things. I always, whenever a news thing, thing happens, I try, grab it, drop it into a Google Keep thing. So I remember, oh, that's a thing that's happened. Let's talk about it. But um, uh, so I've definitely missed some things. So this is going to be a kind of an arbitrary swish through some of the things I've spotted, but not all of the news things. Uh, if you want everything that I'm reacting to, then um, then head to uh, head to Twitter, where uh, that, that that's where I try and keep on top of things. Oh, but first... The coronavirus statistics, the travel statistics for coronavirus that we haven't looked at for a while because, um, uh, well, because we've had a few pre-records and I've been too busy, but we we are looking at them now. You'll be pleased to know we are looking at them now. And um, so what do we have? In fact, you know what I'm going to do oh no no let's keep it red let's keep it red so for anyone who doesn't remember we have this is the whole lot from the start of the pandemic here we are around about 100%. This this is useful cuz it reminds everyone what these are. This is not absolute numbers these are relative to pre-covid ridership. So relative numbers of 100% pre-covid and you can see that cycling shot upwards, uh, driving shot downwards immediately post-pandemic the and then of course public transport down at the bottom here. So the pink is bus, blue is rail. Um, uh, red is all road stuff. So that's HGVs and cars and, and so on. And at the top you have, um, uh, at the top there, you have cycling. There it is. Actually, you know what? I'm going to get my, normally I don't do my little face, but given that this whole episode is the news, uh, I'm going to bring up my little face in the top corner. Hello everyone. Um, so, um, uh, the got audio a volume warning in later for the audio people. Oh yeah, that's I, 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 they'll their ears. I don't know what the balance was of how much that was. The the desktop volume was loud. Um, uh, will it's fine. Uh, it's, yeah. Anyway, right. So, oh, what is interesting about this is actually what's happening after this period. So we know we know there was a dip, um, over the Christmas period. Uh, not entirely. There was a surge just before, but then there was a dip, kind of during the holiday period, and and this is not because it's a holiday period. There's a relative to normal holiday periods. There's been a dip. Um, I don't know whether it's people generally like, oh, we're going to travel a bit less, or or choosing to drive rather than taking to the tra- Who knows? Uh, my my money is on the fact that people were try choosing not choosing public transport, but then equally you see uh, driving dropped as well. So actually my hypothesis that I just made up there in two seconds is, is a load of nonsense. So generally people just weren't moving around as much. Skip forwards into this year though. And, and yeah, you're, people have already noticed the cycling seems to be doing pretty well. Driving is down a bit, uh, driving down a bit there. Although you can see a general trend. We will pull the, we will zoom in a bit. Um, bus, not bad. And then rail, uh, not doing well. The timetable change happened. And it jumped up, but let's 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 dive into the numbers. So, here is uh, twenty twenty. Um, uh, if you remember twenty twenty happening, so there's the, the the drop, the big drop, the steady climb, the rule of six, national lockdown, holiday measures again, and everything dropped away again. Then we got into the start of twenty twenty one, and twenty twenty one was a general theme of everything climbing up until Omicron measures came in, and everything dropped away again. So it was a general climb this year. Um, obviously, there's less this happening. So, you know, it's interesting to kind of to compare. You can see, actually, you can see we had our 75% of pre-COVID hardship by the end of the year. We reached that, just about reached it here, and then all the Omnicom measures dropped and it all dropped away. So let's have a look at what's happening at the moment, more zoomed in. So we've had a pretty rapid climb here. You can see a pretty dramatic climb um, once people kind of went back to work um, in January. Quite a dramatic rise back, straight back up to about sixty percent of pre-COVID railway ridership, um, and then you can see another very steep climb. Pretty much on. So looking at this, 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 this here, this where this line is, it looks to me a bit like where the timetables changed. Uh, any any other thoughts? Uh, thoughts on that one? Um, so that that's a very dramatic rise from about 60 to towards almost 80. There has been a bit of a pitch downwards again. The pitch downwards is because of the storms. Uh there was, there were storms uh and, and wind and and rain uh, and all those sorts of things. Uh, for those wondering why I'm talking like that, it's because I'm drawing on screen. The audio only people. Um yes. So there has been a pitch down again because of that storm. We'll see whether the numbers but the numbers were aiming you know, they were they reaching towards the 80% mark so a pretty rapid jump backwards um so uh, oh, david netherwood is talking about rail fares yeah we we all know that rail fares are, are a joke but actually that, that 20 quid <clears throat> yeah the, the, the 20 quid for driving with two people in the car is is kind of ex- ignoring all of the externalities that the government pays and subsidizes road users and also all the externalities of like buying a car uh, which a lot of people can't do because uh, buying a car is very expensive. And maintaining a car is very expensive. So, um, but anyway, yeah. As I, you know, we're talking about rail fares. Uh, this is always an open session. This is a rail matter. So, so on the subject of rail fares, the 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 thing about rail fares in the UK is that um, they are both the cheapest and most expensive in Europe. In that you can get a, a walk-on fare for a journey booked on the day can be very very expensive. But you will find it very difficult to get, compete with advanced fares in the UK against any other railway. You'll find it very difficult to to compete on that front. So the so so for better or worse, the complexity of Britain's rail fare system, which I don't I don't think is a good thing actually, um, but it does result in extreme cheap fares um for those who can plan ahead of bit. Anyway, right, uh, let's get rid of my scribbling. Uh, they're, they're, they're COVID stats. So um, so there we are, back in the context of the year. You can see this kind of, we've got this steady climb that happened through 2021 uh, and you can see an upsurge again, um, pretty rapid upsurge. So we're back to kind of where we were before, very rapidly where we were before. So the more that, that rail companies return their timetables to normal, the better, um, absolutely. So, oh, lots and lots of, uh, right. Did the timetable change increase the trains per hour? Um, In some cases, uh, HM Trains, please use the yellow pen when you write. It's much easier to see. Yeah, I could do that. I I I could use the white one, to be honest. The thing is, we're about to go on to some white slides, which I think where red will be a bit easier. Uh, Thanks, HM Trains, though. Gareth Williams, "Uh, the thing about rail fares in the UK is they don't make sense. Correct. Yes. Uh, Adam Evans is saying a pitch down seems okay for that storm here in the Netherlands. Um, the, um, the 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 Dutch well, the, the, the Dutch railway system just canned all services from two o'clock onwards on Friday and we're of chaos during the weekend. To be fair, we canned quite a lot of hours. Um, David Shepard, is there any way to get the total seats per day versus occupied seats per day over time? Oh, that's quite a quite a complicated data question. Uh, that's one. It's one for Pogs and or um, SW lines on the Twitter sphere. Matt Reed is asking why a walk-on fare is so expensive. Um, because certainly pre-pandemic trains were so full that they could be as a form of demand management. HM Trains, please do use the other platforms uh, when it's right. Yeah, it's yeah, yep, got your HM Trains, okay. Um, Tom says free tickets for all. No, I don't think free tickets is a good idea actually, and there's no evidence that it increases ridership. What would be a good idea is a bit like Austria. Having been to Austria, is it would be a, a bit like Austria's Klima ticket, which is where you pay a certain amount a year. Um. And it covers all public transport within a region, and then if you pay a certain amount more per year, you can have multiple regions, and then it's capped to have the whole of, of, of GB, the whole of UK. Um. So, uh, so that is, uh, I, I think that would be a very good idea. I like that a lot. Martha Lawrence saying the advanced purchase fares argument does always seem a cop out to me. It's a heavy imposition to plan weeks. Yeah, no, I do, I do agree with that, Martha. Um, I, I. I I'm pointing out the reality of the fare situation. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think it is offputting to a lot of people. I think that it should that, that I should think perhaps actually that the the benefit of the super cheap advance fares is out outweighed by the fact that the majority of people don't we don't live in a society where we're able to plan ahead. Frankly, anymore um, it doesn't work like that. So for a lot of people, rail fares are very very expensive. So yeah, no, I, I actually agree. I think that the average fare should the average fare might well actually increase slightly. But I think if the if, if walk-on fares reduced by half or or more, um, and, and sacrifice the advanced fares, that might be a good thing. Um, but fundamentally, I just think I do think that rail fares should be substantially cheaper. But also, driving should be more expensive. You know, we should represent some of those externalities. Road pricing should should be more should encourage people to, uh, away from choosing the car. Um, uh, oh, the climate ticket got mentioned in the rail webinar this morning. That's interesting. Thanks, Simon. Um, uh, Gareth Williams wants a band card system, which gives discounts for everyone, which is young, older, disabled. I, I think, yeah, I, I think people, yeah, it's almost a whole rail matter on fares. I think, you know, how, I, I think there's potential for me to revisit the uh, what should Britain's ex look like uh, in terms of uh, and, and and let's do fares because uh, because actually my my thoughts aren't hugely developed on fares. I, I think that it's um uh, I think that it's 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 there are so many different options, different ways to do it. I, I think ideally we go for evidence based, but I yeah it's difficult to do that because there's there's not very good evidence about what fair should be but anyway let's let's move on it's it's an interesting discussion let's do it let's do let's do a future rail narrator. someone go into the discord and pop that as a suggestion to do a rail fairs rail natter because i think that'd be interesting so right i'm gonna get rid of my face temporarily. in fact no you know what i'm gonna leave my little face in the corner for this oh so what is this news that we're gonna be talking about well let's watch a video first shall we <laughs> We're driven to explore, to connect, to innovate, to muster the courage to take a giant leap forward. The time has come to ask ourselves again, what is the future we want to build? All right, team, please confirm you're ready. 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 Capcom, you are a go for launch countdown. Pegasus, this is Capcom. Prepare for launch in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, launch. They look genuinely afraid for their lives. Today, the first people traveled safely on a Hyperloop. Tomorrow, Virgin Hyperloop will change the way the world moves with an nope. on-demand, sustainable mass transportation system that connects cities in minutes. Yep. Nope. The future of Hyperloop travel is real, and the moment is now. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Isn't that lovely? Uh, those people were the, uh, and I'm inverted commas, first passengers. And um, you know what? What else is funny? Yeah, they're also probably going to be the last because Virgin Hyperloop is um, officially moving and, and dropping passengers, uh, passenger travel. Uh, they are. That's it's it, it's it's done. they they're done. They're done with it. Oh, sad times. Yeah, that that was a test where they were traveling at like 98 miles an hour or something. And um, Virgin Hyperloop uh, has subsequently sacked another half of its staff, by the way, because they've already sacked half of their staff. So they've sacked another half of their staff. The... um, the, the the decay rate is what's the half life the half life is about about one oh no it's two years because I think the last time they sacked all this stuff was like the end of 2018 so what so the half life is three years of version Hyperloop three year half life uh, and their plan is to move into freight which is even funnier <laughs> it's so funny why are they doing freight why why are they doing freight oh my goodness why is that funny well it's funny because freight is like famously about bulk, and not about speed. And what's even funnier than that is that the um, oh my goodness, the funnier thing than that is that they are um, (laughs) so DP World, the Dubai Ports World Limited Incorporated or whatever, crazy oil money um, is, uh, so they're they're funding it, and they're fundamentally, they were like they're they're a container freight thing so we're talking about freight that's spent Four or five weeks on the sea, you know, being shipped across the ocean to arrive at a port. The difference between a hundred, you know, the difference between that th- those containers being um, traveling at, you know, taking 12 hours to get to their inland destination versus taking three hours is irrelevant when it's taken multiple weeks. It's absolutely irrelevant. And also, the whole point of Hyperloop, the whole whole shtick of Hyperloop is that it has zero capacity. It has essentially no capacity whatsoever. So, why on earth would it be better for free? It's just. (laughs) It's so silly. Anyway, what was quite nice is Rory Keflan Jones tweeting, because he and I, he was the first, my first BBC interview was with Rory Keflan Jones talking to me about Hyperloop, where I explained that it's nonsense. And he was all, he's always been cynical, and it was quite nice for him to then tweet that, saying, ah, yes, it is nonsense, yes. Um, maglev cargo tunnels might seem like... Yeah, freight tunnels under cities aren't a new thing. Look up mail rail and also, um, like, uh, the Metropolitan Railway. <laughs> like This was happening for a very long time. But it doesn't need to be maglev. It can just be regular rail or small rail, narrow gauge in tunnels. Mail rail is brilliant. Go and look at it in London anyway oh good grief absolute junk rubbish all good fun stuff so that's the end of hyperloop right let's bring my little face back i've realized i've done like corn. i'm gonna have to switch small face on and off because i've got like the the, the ticker tape the chirons are like in that corner because i've i've set this up as the news when i don't have my face except that it's in the middle of the episode where i do have my face it's very confusing oh dear um uh, Adam Evans reckons that it's better to just build a giant railgun and yeet containers through the air. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so another nail in the coffin. Talking of um, gadget ban nonsense, uh, here's another nail in the coffin for driverless cars because, uh, very interestingly, and this is paralleling other legislative explorations um, elsewhere, but uh, the Scottish Law Commission has uh, has published a report uh, saying that, um, uh, basically, that. And this is about the fact that, comp- that it shouldn't be companies. Uh, sorry, it shouldn't be drivers, but it should be companies who are responsible for the f- for um, the insurance of uh, crashes that happen within automated vehicles. Um, and obviously, this means that. They're just not going to happen because no no company is going to accept that. The whole point is that they can fob it off. All of this, all the stuff you see coming out of people criticizing Tesla and their what's known as autonowashing. washing. Uh, in fact, autonowashing, washing, which is where like the idea that p- people are believing that they can that their cars are driverless when they are not, is cited within this report as being a serious problem. And so they need to. Sh- so it's about shifting the blame, um, shifting the blame over to. Uh, to the companies, not to drivers and individuals to to manage that risk and to make sure that the technology isn't being oversold. Uh, And and, and so companies like Tesla, who are obsessed with suggesting that their technology does more than it does, you know, they have, they dedicate half of the screen within Teslas to what will eventually be driverless, even though none of that functionality works, uh, having been in one, uh, you know, yeah, it's... um, just just and they having been pushing all that stuff called autonomous washing they've they've made their own bed and they're gonna have to lie in it because I think this is what the way that the law is probably going to go across europe and hopefully the US but certainly across Europe I think this is what the direction the law will take and and it'll just stump it just stump the whole process because um outside of a grid iron pack well it these don't even work in grid iron pack it's, it's, they're nonsense driver's cars are nonsense don't buy into it it's just nonsense from top to bottom so what other news stuff is going on uh let's see. Oh yeah, more bridge bashes. This was quite a bad one in that it, it um what was it? It was which um north uh some little branch line on the, down in down in the the southeast of England has been has had it as possibly still closed because this this bridge bash was a really bad one and it absolutely obliterated the edge girder. So this this bridge is is not a um um uh yeah, it's not it's not good. Yeah, Martha's pointing out that when we talk about autonomous vehicles, we must remember we we're talking about a thing that does not exist. And may or may not exist in the future. Yeah, it's highly likely it will not exist in the future, yeah. Um uh, oh, really interesting. Gregor is just pointing out that the USA lobby group for everyone except Tesla dropped Autonomous Car's name because of Tesla's bad press. Ha ha ha. that's right i don't have the drop it's not a drop i just lined up in the presentation so i have to have to mime it anyway it's fine i have to do mouth mouth trumpet anyway this uh, we're just seeing bridge bashes galore and it just happens over and over again and again it it needs to be i don't know how we how do we shift the law to put the onus onto companies because it's not it, it shouldn't be on the drivers It should be on the companies who should have systems in place to ensure that their drivers are not going anywhere near bridges that are unsafe again this is a situation where if we had geofencing this might fix the problem because if you geofenced such that the, the heavy vehicles just could not drive into these through these bridges on roads that have these bridges it would be a big problem solver anyway um yeah often thought if companies were liable for fines for speeding pavement parking etc then behavior driver employees would change pronto yeah i have to agree alan actually i think this has to be on companies but companies lobby hard for that not to be the case so you know it was Bromley North. Lewis, you're absolutely right. Thanks, Lewis. Uh, it was the Bromley North branch, um, and and so this this is bad. I don't know if – I'd actually – does anyone know what the what the update is? Um, uh, Martha Lauren is saying, we get it. You listen to the comedy podcast about technology being bad. Yeah, yeah, I know, Martha. Thanks. Yes, well, it's because it's entertaining and it's uh, it's necessary. Um, Merger Rail Buffer Buster was on the phone. Yeah, this is – um. so the driver of the – if you remember, there was the, the Merger Rail Class 500, uh, 500 that – 500? 500? 508 that smashed into the um uh the buffers um at Kirby. They were on WhatsApp, they weren't paying attention, and they approached a buffer stop at about 40 miles an hour, and this is not good, folks. So here's our safety moment for this meeting. Um don't look at your bloody phone when you're in control of a vehicle, much less when you're in control of a vehicle that could have had a huge number of passengers in it. This is bad. Um, uh, Al Story is saying, in case the vehicle has been had been driven successfully under the bridge in one direction, it seems the boom was uh too high going the other way. Uh interesting. Okay, yeah. Gareth Williams, what about warning signs? Uh warning signs are just not they they just they don't not they don't cut it. The warning signs have been shown time and time again. To just, some of the bridge dashes, you see, some of the bridges are just absolutely clarted in warning signs. They could not be screaming, look out for this ruddy bridge, any more loudly. Um and yet, here we are. So. This is so. This is another incident. There's not much information about yet, but it's interesting because uh, German railways, the, the German railway system is a very safe system. Uh, you know, railways are very safe. Oh, it's I need to get rid of my face again. Uh, no face. So there's been another German head-on collision. This was uh, when was this? A couple of weeks ago now, I think. Interestingly, I was very close to where this happened uh, on uh, on uh, when was it? Not yesterday. The day before Monday. I was coming into Munich along. Uh, not quite the same line, or maybe it was further out on the same S-Bahn line. Anyway, um, but yeah, one passenger was killed, and uh, oh, one person has been killed, sorry, uh, and at least 14 others were injured, um, with a, a head-on collision between two S-Bahn trains, um, south of Munich. Uh, this, this has happened before in Germany, and I don't. Has anyone got thoughts? Any, anyone else been following this one? Um, uh, it's. Yeah, so basically uh, we await the crash report to understand what happened but it'd be interesting to understand whether this is related to the to the the incident that happened uh, several years ago uh, on a rural line but as, as a crash between two two systems so uh, yeah it's it's not good it's not good to see faithful rail incidents really really not good news at all so yeah uh, await the, the the incident report for that one um jumping back to the chat so um distracted driver tech into trains uh, no i just think i i don't think you need that i think drivers just shouldn't be looking at their phones when they're pulling into stations um they're professionals they're not like morons in cars drivers are professionals by and large i, I think they just i think it's uh, yeah um uh, what else have we got uh draggers just saying oh, they dropped self-driving because of tesla's full self-driving ah, okay yeah thanks for the clarification Gregor's. um uh nick booker is saying why don't we have a dangling bar in advance of bridges so a big clang and maybe minor damage has to happen to the vehicle going under before it hits it we do that nick actually we have those we install those we have those on quite a lot of bridges um and they sometimes help but sometimes they don't they they just aren't enough and you still end up with a collision you still end up with sufficient collision that 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 thing gets uh, damaged and, and broken oh goodness uh martha uh yes i don't know why martha it's because you're because you're the reason is is because youtube has auto given you a a kind of a a little circle with an m in it and it's really bright on the chat it's really stands out which is why i keep seeing your messages you can write absolute nonsense in the comment box and i i will i'll be there uh matt reed when was the last time when was the last time oh uh that's a good question the last german incident it was Again, I think it was in. Was it in Bayern? Was it in the south of Germany again? It was definitely a rural. No, oh, it might be in the Black Forest. There's a collision. I think it might have been like five or six years ago now. Uh, in the chat, um, who is here to? Uh, who is people are here to to provide answers? Um, uh, oh, Mika is, is saying things. If you've got uh, interim on the Munich collision, is that one of the drivers uh, passed a signal at danger? Confirmed this. The 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 spad on the train protection and just went along without contacting the signaler at all. Ah, crikey, that's... Okay, thanks, Mika, uh, for that one. If uh, By the way, if you've got a, a piece of info- interesting information like that, if you add me into the chat, I can see it, because my name appears in red nice and brightly. Um, that, that's a good, good comment, so. though. Thank, thanks, Mika, that's, uh, that's very useful. Uh, this is unlike the previous Bavarian... It was in Bavaria, okay. Uh, it's unlike um, the previous um, head-on collision, uh, which was the fault of a signaler making illegal movements and playing on his phone. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> Um. Okay, there we are. Um. So. uh okay, okay. Yeah. 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 That's that's so. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yes. Uh. The the the, the the German. Thanks, Mika. The German version of the RIB will should have a, a final report um coming out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mika. That's that's very useful. This is what real is about. We get people in the chat who know what they're talking about. But I just wanted to draw attention to it because uh. Anyway, while I witter and and wibble on. Uh get my miniaturized face back. Oh look, it's the uh, Millennium Dome. Talking of said, uh trashy futurey podcast, uh since they did an episode about the Millennium Dome recently, the Millennium Dome decided to t- tear itself apart in uh during the storm. So yeah, Eunice and Franklin have been messing things up. And uh yeah, good grief, what a mess. Uh, and okay, we don't mind too much about the Millennium Dome. I mean, A, it's probably reasonably easy to fix, and B, it's a big dumb tent. Uh, but uh, other things to point out are the, the damage that this causes in, in the, okay, these aren't bits of millennium dome. These are just bits of building uh, being sprayed across a railway. The same happened in uh, Wales. Uh, yeah. Thanks Mika for the, for the update. It's good. Um, Uh, Yeah, so there's lots of stuff. Bits of building being blown in all directions. But of course, obviously, trees as well. Uh, Trees, in this case, derailing a class 700. There are trees smashing into trains across the whole network. And yeah, we just shut things down. The the network basically just came came to a standstill. Really, I mean, okay, major, major storms, risks to staff moving around. It's the right thing when you have an extreme storm like that to just say as best as we can we're going to shut down but there were some interesting things like a weird multi-length rake of class 150s which are like just just old knackered diesel and multiple units um being driven as it like an intercity train full of passengers to get people back home uh run by great westerns so that was quite a weird situation um uh yeah so so that's and we're not out of it yet because it's still kind of blowy outside, but I think the storm has subsided a bit. York, I mean, of course, is flooded massively and that's that's now subsiding, thankfully. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, I should say, York's water levels were very high, but the flooding hasn't been as bad as it has been in the past because uh, of the amount of flood defences that have been built since the, since the year 2000, more kind of currently under construction. So yeah, these storms coming through messing things up. Now, why might we be having more and more extreme storms, I wonder? Well... Ah... Uh, might be something to do with this uh this this whole climate change thing but you know what is definitely going to fix it is uh fuel-free or kind of emissions-free aviation that is coming in uh oh the distant future so there's a hydrogen test engine being fitted to the uh, class a class no uh uh, an airbus a380 essentially all they're good for now because i don't think that does anyone run them anymore i remember i remember them being in the news a lot and um uh, yeah, Graham Harith is pointing out the Salisbury crash involved trees and leaves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, there are some power outages. Yeah, so there's a, there's a here is a massive uh, A380, and they're fitting, they're going to fit, it's kind of got like, they're fitting some hydrogen engines to them, but only like a little test engine. And uh, and that's going to be in late 2026 that it'll fly its first flight. So let's face it, mid 2027. So that's that's towards the end of this decade that a trial is going to be. So anyone who thinks that 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 the low fu- low emission or zero emission aviation is a thing coming soon, um, well, I've got a bridge to sell you. Um, so good grief uh, this it's cr- crazy this, this this is like fine do the testing yeah fine it's a long-term aspiration fine and I don't think fly needs to go away and um, although I don't agree with um, there was there has been discussion some discussion on Twitter about the might that the fact that aviation represents a tiny amount of emissions well yes and no because the the, the explicit emissions are uh, less than the overall climate impact because the emissions are happening uh, a, a sufficient altitude that you actually have a magnifying effect so it's not as simple as the numbers suggest plus also as a percentage of transport and per per percent modal share it is substantial and it should be reduced and um and so there have been some studies uh, recently a couple of things uh, that ultimately aviation aviation needs to shrink there are two little tweets and two stories that have been very interesting on that front uh, recently that i was looking at one of them is not the bad iea but the good iea so that's the um International Energy Association, is that right? Is that or it's something like that? I think that's correct. Um, is the fact that, that this is the good, uh, good, the good, the good one? It's, it's the good one, folks. It's fine. It's the good one. I'm going to give them a tick. Um, they're pointing out, that, so they've been doing their, some projections about um, uh, how, uh, f- basically, looking at what the a breakdown of of what their net zero report. Uh, they've done a net zero report, and within that net zero report, they look at um, they look at aviation and what needs to happen. And, um, and there's a drop in uh, fossil fuel jet, uh, kind of uh, jet fuel use uh, in the net zero scenario. And that's as a result of reductions in traffic, not snazzy magic future technology. Um, so that is, so it's absolutely key. Like the, the scientific analysis, the, the people who actually know what they're talking about, the analysis going on here is showing that it's not, the, the, unlike Britain's stupid transport decarbonisation plan, we cannot rely on magic aviation to, to, to solve things, so we need to be reducing aviation. And the, the New Economics Foundation has looked at the fact that um, uh, it's covered in the FT uh, back at the end of January, in fact, a while ago. It's this tweet here in the, in the report, the associated report by the NEF. Um, the fact that the, cur- that the aviation industry currently only pays for 16% of its climate impact, and the rest of it is essentially a major debt on the public uh, so once again polluters do not pay and it's a good thread actually i'd recommend going and finding it go and find uh alex chapman's uh, thread um and and read through it's quite an interesting read and it just points out the fact that 62 billion pounds uh, of kind of are, are being given away to to the aviation industry within the uk alone so yeah this is a this is this is aviation you know having and by the way i just i just flew uh to and from austria so uh I'm not saying everyone stops flying, but there are so many flights on this planet that simply don't need to exist, and the UK has so many of them. Um, the US is also the US basically just relies on on, on domestic flights as just the main way of like a major way of commuting, reasonably short distances. But the UK, oh my goodness! So I was in Luton, and and there was a a full aircraft flying from Luton, quite a bit north of London, up to Glasgow. I was thinking well, it might be Edinburgh actually but it didn't get up to the central bat, and I'm just thinking why is why does that exist why on earth does that flight exist it doesn't need to exist there's a good train service a very good train service um good grief anyway so yeah aviation is is bad so my point is it's not about us like yes if we can fly less great um you know I, I have family in Serbia the I've Dean and I are attempting to to take the train for half of that leg um but it's you know, when particularly when uh, annual leave is limited and things have to be quite last minute because of coronavirus, it's very difficult to, to work around that. People shouldn't... And, and indeed, people traveling internationally is a good thing. And it's cost prohibitive for a lot of people to do that if they take the train. So I don't think that we should... I, I don't believe that it's a case of um, we tell everyone to just stop, take, stop flying. But there are particularly in, in highly densely populated areas like Europe, and, and indeed, within this silly little island of, 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 of England, Scotland, Wales, there are so many flights that exist that just shouldn't. And if those flights kind of disappeared, you'd find that that was a, a major chunk of the aviation emissions across the planet would start reducing. So, um, Matt Reed, isn't it the price of a plane ticket compared to a train ticket? Yeah, well, that's about regulation. Just regulate the flight out of existence. Uh, the flight should just shouldn't exist. it uh, should be regulated out of existence. Uh, I'm sorry, it's it, letting letting companies decide aviation companies decide they're not going to make a profit on a flight that exists and people are getting on is not going to work government needs to step up to the plate um how does the fare of the luton scotland plane compare uh compare the london scotland i don't know i didn't look it's probably not that bad in comparison if you consider the full journey the, all the leg of what you have to do and the time hit people are still clearly doing it though um it, it might well but yeah it's probably compared the fact that it's comparable is just not good enough um uh, Chris McKenna pointing out that Bristol to Newcastle uh, is a very is or was a very busy two-per-day flight. There are direct trains between the city centers. There are. Um, uh, Martha Lauren. Yeah, I like that. A hot take. Hot take. An exceptionally effective flight policy would be to mandate more days of annual leave so people can spend a day and a night across the continent. I like that. It would be nice. It would allow me to go and visit family without having to fly every time. Because, frankly, the flight's horrible. I'd much rather take the train. Having having taken trains – okay, the trains are dreadful into, into Serbia, but – um. Having taken the Belgrade Barn Line, it's very, very, it would be very nice. And and having been travelling by train across Austria and Germany recently, uh, like over the weekend, good grief, it's so lovely. It's just so nice. Uh, yes, our train got horribly delayed into Munich and we had to, the, the S-Bahn was a disaster and Lime Station is useless signage because it's partly under construction, partly just bad signage. So we had to rely on an Uber uh, because we were about to miss our flight and we don't have, we, there was literally no flight for the rest of the week other than a £500 Lufthansa one and we don't have that kind of money. Um, apart from that, it was a wonderful train journey. Um, <laughs> Gustav uh, Laugren is saying... Uh, I might have pronounced that horribly. Is that actually... It? If I pronounce that in German style, it might be right. Gustav uh, Laugren? Might be Laugren? Oh, I'm sorry, Gustav. Uh, Regulate flights. My hot take: start by making them pay full fuel taxes and ban bonus schemes like flyer miles. Yeah, I agree with that too. Frequent flyer just needs... They need to be, like, made illegal immediately. Destroy that. Um... Uh, Mika, I have curiosity. When you posted your tweet return from Austria, I actually worked out the timetable tools to figure out what taking the train would have been like. And yeah, fair enough, flying. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 longer. It's not in, not a disaster, but it is longer. Uh, sleeper train. More sleeper trains in Europe are a good thing. In the UK, we don't need sleeper trains necessarily because ideally we'd have HS two, which basically makes H- uh, sleeper trains other than the ones up to the extreme north and out to Cornwall makes them redundant. Um, yeah, you, know, you don't need sleeper trains in the bulk of the country. You just need, it. but um, up to Scotland uh, is good. And also, we need to take it back off Circo and convert it back from being a stupid hotel into being an actual service. Uh, this the the sleeper train's been ruined by Circo. Sorry, Circo. Um, so what am I wibbling on about now? Yes. So, having talked about this uh, aviation industry, this like there's some excellent stat, stats that um and Yoshi uh, has, uh, has published. Uh, very much wor- worth uh, worth follow at ketanj0 um about delay and about how much damage delay does for uh let's just uh, make my face a little smaller here in fact let's just shrink these a little there we go um yeah there we go so this is talking about um why delay is bad and and this should kind of be obvious to everyone right is that if you're delaying if you take the fast route so this is the this is the this is looking at the amount of um, uh, the the amount of emissions that you're doing. So if you take the uh, let's see, this is the fastest route here. Uh, if you take the fast route, so that's do lots of things now. chain for net zero by twenty fifty you're going to be emitting a lot less carbon because everything under this graph, the area under the graph, which is the emitted carbon over that time, is clearly not that great. Whereas if you take the slow route to be like, oh, we're not going to do anything, we're not doing anything, oh, massive panic at the end in the 2040s, let's face it, the route that Britain is absolutely definitely going to take. Um, you're emitting a dump ton more carbon in that period. So this is a bad thing. So if you look at the um the fastest route here, you're emitting a lot less carbon. There we are than if you're taking the slow route when you're emitting substantially more like four times more if you're taking the the slow route so doing almost nothing until the last possible minute so um so this is a uh so this is this is a really nice visualization from ketan this is really nice i i like this a lot and it's it's a point that we need to be making like it's like no, we do not need to be doing a gentle, soft transition. We need to be doing really difficult shit right now, absolutely immediately, because we haven't got bloody time to emit four times more carbon by the 2050s. And frankly, we know how much projects delay. We need to be planning and doing now. This will feed into some moans that I'll have surely yeah, later on. I'm going to pause briefly. And, and In fact, I'm going to go big face and go back through the chat. Hello, everyone. Um, let's go back through because there's quite a lot of acts going on. Uh, Dave serious question without starting an argument how do you we square eating meat consumers and taking flights and sarah doing what we will No, um because we've had we just had a um massive pandemic huge changes huge societal changes you know albeit temporary ones and it show and and the the planets and the overall emissions reduced by basically not at all there's an absolutely trivial reduction of possibilities are more even like like they basically didn't change there's a, a trivial difference so for me that just shows how much the problems are not about personal choice. Tro- there are lots of things we can do uh, uh, personal uh, you know, personal choices we can make, uh, personal choices we can make the biggest ones being don't vote for um well tories for stars big changes those those are good things we can do but the changes have to be made at a systemic at a government at a, at a corporate level and f- basically fundamentally they have to be led by government and the uk government is desperate to be at the back and making and hoping everyone else makes the changes and not just leading from the front absolutely desperate um and it's the case for a lot of countries it really is a serious issue so um so that's how we square this issue and you know like things like eating meat okay there's a, there's a big discussion to be had about meat we all need to produce our, our, our meat consumption fine but um the merits of of veganism are mixed but uh so going through here, what else? So, so what, what other things have we got? Da 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 da. Um. Martha believes that the S-Bahn is always buggered, that Deutsche Bahn, just do it for fun. It's funny, isn't it? So um, lighthearted, switching to something very lighthearted. I love traveling by train in Europe and I love traveling by train in Germany, but I've never traveled by train in Germany without (laughs) without my train being delayed to the point of causing me some level of annoyance or disruption. Not like just 10 minutes, but like a train missing or me having to change in some intermediate station because they've, I've never, it's never happened. So Deutsche Bahn, please, you know, come on um i'm gonna have to work more also they still give out paper forms for refunds which i thought they'd have got over but the last time i went was years and years ago and it was paper and i was like oh they'll have got over that and no no they were dishing out paper refund forms still good grief uh richard smith frankly forcing the government to treat the channel tunnel and high speed one as a social climate asset like other uk lines rather than a commercial business to turn a profit be a start yeah, yeah absolutely agree with that um uh, let's see uh, david shepherd sleeper trains through the euro tunnel would be good yeah 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 yeah, I think that that's 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 true. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, uh, onion of doom. Yes, the onion of doom. That is the onion of doom. There, that we've got, that we had on screen. The, 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 this is the onion of doom. That's it. Um, uh, West uh, Chris McKenna, West Country to Scotland should have sleeper trains. Yeah, agreed on that. Um, I mean, you could get high speed down and then hop on to the. Uh, you know, hop onto a sleeper train, then to go, you know, hop onto the Night Riviera, but, but I, 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 there used to be cross-country, I think there is value in cross-country ones, actually, that you know, going from Scotland down to the, the southwest, um, duh, 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 duh. subsidized train routes that have direct flights to make them uneconomical, um, I mean, yes, but also just, I, I think, take the, take the French and German, uh, take the, take the approach of, no, no, if there's a, if there's an equivalent uh train journey that does it in reasonably similar time then just that that flight's not allowed that path is not allowed to exist um you could also do both uh let's see what else Uh, richard smith is also saying in a better world uh, great british railways would just run a service through the tunnel that you could use on a walk-up basis (coughs) running for the same service hours and similar frequency to london birmingham yeah i I can relate to that it'd be nice if it was walk-up the fact that it's basically an airline really bothers me but also you know Schengen uh, and also like brexit and all this nonsense uh it'd be nice if we did that uh david Shepard, cleaning up the air asap will improve air quality and extend lives absolutely like it's not just about carbon there are major benefits to just electrifying our whole society hashtag electrify all the things etc um so uh, matt reed is asking if i ever thought of running for government. no i'd never run for elected government i don't think it's not a not a thing I, I haven't got the patience for it and also you have to be a, you have to be a really tedious generalist and also you have to really you, you have to blandify your opinions when you're in elected office you're just not allowed to have opinions which is you know yeah um i'd rather be about beh- I'm, I'm a behind the scenes kind of person on that front i think um uh, and and indeed am uh and do that sort of thing and i'm glad of it sadly i don't think the government cares because they have no real intention of hitting the goal no that's true no I, I have to agree with that um isn't the route britain's going to take oh wait a minute oh, good grief come on youtube isn't the route britain's going to take us to get really close to 2050 having done nothing and have to awkwardly extend the deadline that's precisely what's going to happen uh contra punctus mammalia yes um uh, da, 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 da. I love how Deutsche Bahn's app still doesn't present disruption messages in a way that you can do translation on. <laughs> I get the emails, actually. I signed up for the emails, and they were they were fairly good, except they, they went to spam immediately, never mind. Um, uh, right, so manual bank transfers. Right, 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 right. Germany is so behind removing things into the digital age. Yeah, I, one of my main things I remember going to Germany was like how they just didn't have card machines when I was trying to buy things. This was years ago, and it's like they just didn't have chip and pin. They just didn't have chip and pin. I was like, well, what was what's it? It was like an Aldi. They just didn't have chip and pin. Very weird. Uh, sorry, a, a huffer. Um, uh, OBB had the forms online and could be emailed, which is good, but you had to print off, sign it first. Yeah, there's lots of... Yeah, this is one of the things. We go back to John Stone's episode about stuff that is... And, indeed, I was ranting about... you know I, I tweeted earlier, and the odd person came in and said, oh, but I was, like, talking about how much... It's, it's it's difficult to travel by train in somewhere like particularly austria where everything really is quite good and not be not feel like it's it's far superior to the experience that, that you have in the uk but there are things that the gb gets right and, mm-hmm. and the dig- digital things like twitter as customer support and and refunds rapid refunds is definitely something we do right uh i don't think i'll ever get on question time i'm not enough of a thing uh, it's not gonna happen uh, japan also is heavily cash-based yeah um anyway right let's go back to it shall we what time is it 90- good grief it is 1953 okay right let's crack on uh, that's uh, no, I, I've been saying let's crack on and I've been I only hear it in James a Caster voice again I'm making trash feature references you can when you listen to lots of hours of a podcast it does somewhat eat your brain and um, so this is some news so okay I haven't put the 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 it's not hydroflex they've called it something else the the soup the hybrid flex. Because that's also a thing, because the hybrid flex battery train ran into Marylebone, and people are very excited about it, there's lots of discussion about it, and about batteries, and, um, oh my goodness, so Hull trains are in talks to operate trains with rechargeable batteries, don't do it, just wire, it'll be cheaper, it'll be so cheap to wire to Hull, just do that, it'll be cheaper than fitting batteries to the trains, just do the wires, there's so little miles of not wires, do the wires, oh my goodness, so everyone's obsessed with batteries. The TDNS just keeps being ignored. Everyone's ignoring the TDNS. Uh, I, I, Richard Clinic and I, a chum of mine, Richard Okay, we didn't come to, I just pointed out other people, Rodan, I'm looking at you, um, got got overexcitable and involved in the mentions of that and, and started repeating nonsense about the fact that Britain has money problems. We don't have money problems. It's not, that's not a statement of fact. Money is not tight. That's not a statement of, fact that is a political a, a party political assertion no journalist should be making it and if they ever do call them out really important that no one does that oh anyway so um, batteries and i'm not I, okay I, my headline here is batteries 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 are bad mm, i don't that's not necessarily true but when you compare to i don't know indian railways that do not care for your nonsense they're just absolutely hammering towards full 100 percent electrification absolutely no problem there are 236 electrification projects going on um, and okay, put to one side the psycho nationalist, uh, ethno nationalist government and Modi. His time is is somewhat numbered, I hope. Um, put that to one side. Indian Railways is an organisation that kind of trans, kind of again, it's a bit like what GBR should be or what what British should be. It's just a massive monolithic organisation that gets on with stuff. Um, and good grief, I have I, I I forget how many like like how to exactly break down the the lack and and crore and then like how the but i think that's like 51 billion possibly is it rup- possibly that rup- I, I i i can't quite remember but anyway um there are things that should be the, the 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 tdns gives the answer everyone when it comes to this sort of thing when it, if, if you see a suggestion of oh that we're going to use batteries go to the tdns look at get the big pdf up Go to the pe- back pages that list off what should be electrified and what should be batteries, and it will tell you and it will explain why, and pretty much that is the answer. We know what the answer is. We need to get on with it. So, uh, yeah, Indian Railways is just getting on with this stuff. Um, talking of the UK's hopeless attitude to public transport, there's a very interesting um, uh, bit of research done by uh, Transport for the North Homes. I think it is TFN Homes. Um, and then the, uh, the Royal Town Planning Institute has published it and, and kind of got involved in it, and... Um, uh, which is uh, very... It's, it's, there's, it's Basically, there's a steering group that, that, that the RTPI were involved in, and they've done some very interesting research into the proximity of develop, of railway developments to railway stations. And they've shown that many, many new housing estates are built entirely around the car. They're not built around walking, cycling, or public transport. It's a very interesting little report. I'd recommend... It might be one that we should pick through, actually, in a future episode. Someone go into the Discord and add it, please. Um, uh, yes, so... Yes, and it just this is this is just yet another example of serious flaws in uh, in our approach to to planning, uh, and and we cannot split housing and transport. This is why transport the fact that transport is considered a business thing that DFT manages rather than a fundamental part of public service leads to things like this because it's not seen as part of the fundamental makeup of the country. It's seen as a oh, it's a nice thing to have that is private companies run that. And, and as we know, the reality is that private companies do not and have not really ever run the railways at any point uh, in the last sort of since the since 1948, really. And even before then, laissez-faire has kind of had kind of reached a demise. You know, the private the, 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 the post privatization railway was always under significant Westminster control, arguably more Westminster, more, more central government control than ever it had been under British Rail. Um, anyway, so this sort of thing happens, you know, new homes hopeless 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 car focused oh dear dear good grief hopeless lee car focused just dreadful ah oh, this is what happens when you rush home and create a real narrow slide deck in about 25 minutes um oh uh, this is a, just a fun one that i saw that i thought was uh, was good fun which is um uh billionaires are dreadful just as an FYI uh if you're curious as to uh, sort of uh, greenhouse gas emissions from billionaires uh, here's roman Abramovich at the top here he is uh, and he is emitting just an absolutely enormous quantity of uh, CO two equivalent tons, just insane. Uh, talking like what is that? Thirty over thirty thousand, yeah, well over thirty thousand um, tons of CO two equivalent, just good grief. Um, so just dreadful. Uh, what else have we got down here? It's, it's Larry Page. There we are. Bill Gates, preachy Bill Gates there. Uh, and what's interesting is it's mostly transport, which is quite interesting. So Bill Gates just travels around everywhere, and so as a result, creates eight thousand tons equivalent to CO two. Uh, where's where's our boy our boy Muskio? Here's Muskio, and uh, it doesn't actually have a number, but you can see it's about it's about in the two thousand tons region. That's right, accounting for a kiloton or two kilotons of transport emissions of CO two. Quite spectacular. Good grief. Anyway, horrifying uh guillotines so what else ah yes doug doug polly has um was tweeted because he was literally locked into a cross-country train in newcastle um because we don't have because we just refuse to do level boarding we just absolutely ugh um so yeah doug was locked doug who by the way did the translation for or the translation the the um uh the he he typed up the the the, what's it I've had a break. My brain has melted. The words that appear at the bottom of the screen when I'm talking that are automatic for YouTube, but uh, we did better ones. Um, Captions. He did the captioning. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. He did the captioning for uh, the level boarding episode. Uh, Thanks, Doug. Um, Did a fantastic job. Um, And, uh, yeah, he was locked in a train. And this happens all the time. Disabled people get locked in trains, get stuck. In fact, literally the same day, later that day, there were several other tweets of different different people who, uh, disabled people relying on, on like, uh, so it's another person in a wheelchair and then someone else with a guide dog. Um, you know who they were. Uh, once again, being locked away from trains, not being able to travel, you know, having horrible experiences. It's just not good enough to rely on there being, oh, we've got the staff solution with a ramp. That's not a solution. It is not a solution. So, um, transcription, yeah, thanks, David. Um, so, so yeah, so level boarding is still being ignored. And this is despite the fact that, like, the actual solutions are getting more and more kind of publicly visible. So this is Nexus. Uh, Nexus have been doing quite a few tweets. They're very excited. but they're, they're really pushing about level boarding, about the fact that they've got level access um, as part of their new fleets, the new, the new Stadlers. Again, it's Stadler. Hello, everyone. Stadler is who to buy your trains from. The other guys are just not good enough when it comes to GB Fleet. Siemens, I love you, um, but you need to provide low-floor trains in the UK as a matter of urgency. Anything else is not good enough. Uh, but it's still being ignored. Government has published a, a report, actually, about uh, – I, I, I need to have a read through that. Some of the reports. I, I, I'm so far behind things. Just chuck me the things I need to do. Eventually, we'll get around to them. But a report about what it's doing, about improving accessibility on transport. And they just aren't. There are fundamental errors in it where they're like, "Oh well, level boarding is not possible." It's like, "No, it is possible. Literally, it's possible. Like, I can tell you. You can literally. I will come and give you a presentation and explain how it's possible. It is a, a thing that is not just possible, but quite straightforward." Anyway, so um, yeah. Despite the fact the technology is, this is this by the way, this picture on screen is. I've done a dreadful job of audio describing this. I'm so sorry. This is the extent. This is not on the platform. This is on the train as it rightly should be, this is the gap filler. This is the extendable little step that shoots out and provides a smooth, uh, it's almost gapless from the uh, floor, the low floor train onto the platform with the height matched. Um, Adam Evans, uh, how is it legal to offer trains that don't comply to the network standard platform uh, height? Absolutely. How is it? This is a suggestion. Actually, I'm going to publish it, actually, because it went to the DFT and they ignored it, and I'm going to publish the letter, but I sent them a letter. Uh, and weirdly it was when the previous it was quest and chris heaton harris uh, the twitter jokes muppet was um tweet he actually cared quite a lot about accessibility and we kind of made some headway with him as, as, as the, the campaign for level boarding um, he asked for us to write a letter d- providing some detail on, on on what could be achieved very easily we did that and it was just roundly ignored by the dft and pushed back on and then it's so, so we'll, we're going to send that same letter again. We're going to meet with the new rail minister and make the same point And we'll send the letter. And if it gets ignored, we will publish the letter. Um, it's very straight, it's a, there's some seriously easy things to do here. Um, uh, yeah, Gregor's, uh, you Gregor's think uh, Gregor's thought that Siemens would be better given that they've had this on Metro Trains for years, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I think they've just. I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's because they've inherited, a, they've just inherited a GB platform that they, you know, modifying the platform, the Desiro, the City Desiro um, platform, is would be very expensive. It's a lot of money to to redesign a train platform. As in, when I say platform, I don't mean the, the platform of the the station platforms. I mean the platform, as in the the design of train that you base all the kind of mini versions on. So, so the the, the all of Siemens' trains in in the UK have or in GB have been they've all been Desiro based since a very long time now. So, the, what was the first Desiros were? Well, the 185s are Desiros over the Pennines, um, but I think even before that they, were, they they had they had introduced electric Desiros Were the 350s older. Someone else out there correct me, but anyway, there and, the, and the and and then you've got the city Desiros, which are the Class 700s and the 707s uh, and the seven whatever the great northern ones are they're all the same they're all city desires they're all basically the same train just kind of well the city desires are a bit upgraded but anyway they're all basically the same train uh Siemens don't offer a regional train platform in the uk but that is supposedly changing soon uh, we'll see anyway stadler to give all your train or if you want to buy some new trains stadler is who to do it stadler i'm, I'm sorry but they're hands down building the best trains that the uk has right now because they are ones that provide level boarding anyway it's, uh, it's already 24. Let's keep going. We're, we're nearly at the end. Um, GBR HQ Hunt. What was that, sorry? GBR HQ Hunt. Yes, the hunt for GBR's HQ. These are these two. Prats. Uh, Prat 1, Prat 2. Uh, Shaps in a silly bright jacket posing. And Pratillo in a possibly even silly... It kind of looks like they've swapped jacket here. Because the orange and the red would work better, and the, the the lilac one that Portillo is wearing kind of looks like actually it's... Uh, anyway, I uh, just just gross. This whole thing makes me very angry because it just makes out as if the railways are just... Oh, uh, it's not important where the headquarters of literally the railways of Britain it's going to be. It's not important. It can make it a silly competition. Also, the competition's non-binding, so it's basically just like a way to make out as if the public are involved in, in this, except that it's not. This is... Oh my goodness me! Yeah, as Tom said, an absolute pair of hunts. Yeah, it's just um, I I, I This made me so angry when I knew that it was coming because they'd already said this was going to be a competition a while back, and people kind of just like brushed it off. They already said that, but it, the, the but it's so the advert for it was so condescending and patronising and just like, ah, oh, I just despise Grant Chaps. Very 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 difficult. Ah, oh. um. Anyway. Oh yeah, which, which reminds me of another news thing, which I've not put in here. This is the the logo of the Great British Railways transition team, right? And yes, the logo I, I tweeted about it. The logo has been talked about of the of of what Great British Railways logo might actually be, and it's basically I can't I don't know which page it's in, but it's it's in the corporate identity manual that's up there, and I tweeted about it, and it's um it isn't it better bloody not be that uh i yes I, I i oh good grief it made me very angry uh is hardcore pro railways but also he's a horrible person so uh a bit of a yeah yeah his i did it i used to watch his rail show religiously it was like because it's so predictable i used to listen to it and it would just i'd go to sleep to it as a student so yeah it's it's like quite a good student telly and 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 in the show he is it's he is a bit he's essentially like reasonably affable but it's difficult to watch knowing that anyway What's with the vertical line? Oh, it's just there for, you know, hashtag reasons. It's, 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 it is it's redundant, that that vertical line, I agree. Uh, but anyway, that's the transition team logo, not the, the full GBR logo. Oh, yes, uh, the competition is stupid. A non-London location would be nice. Uh, I think it should be in Birmingham. Uh, I know I was arguing for it to be in York on the news, uh, on, on BBC Radio York uh, a couple of weeks ago. But actually, I think it should be in Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham is in the middle of the UK-ish, yeah, uh, ish. Population-wise, it's centroidal. Not far off the population centre. It'd be accessible off HS2. Uh, It'd be easy to get down to Milton Keynes for network rail. I think that's a sensible place for it to be. Um, uh, Yeah, uh, Contrapunctus Mammalia. Annoying that it was filmed in Marylebone. The only London terminus to be cutesy enough for the beaching lip tremblers because of the no electrification. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The logo on the screen is fine, isn't it? It's fine. It's just the regular logo. Uh, It's just the BR logo which is what the Ultimate Railway logo should be. Well, it doesn't need the stupid extra bars to make it flag. Yeah, anyway, oh, just intensely angering. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, there's, there's, more news. there's, there's, there's a little bit more news. So um, what else are we going to go with? Uh, more news is uh, everyone still hates the IRP. I've got like about 20 tabs open of extra things I was going to add in, but we need to just kind of do a bit of an IRP roundup episode i think again it's just kind of look at all the issues and break it down in a bit more detail but anyway um so uh, yeah so uh, there's just there's so much analysis and, and publish and different people publishing new analysis looking at how bad the irp is it's just dreadful and everyone hates it and yeah it's bad um and talking of which uh government is so there's this this so uh Andrew Stevenson has said that government is completely committed to ensuring and look at the wording here: HS2 trains reach Leeds. Well, that, that was always going to happen. We knew they are. We knew that the RRP was going to let because the, the whole point is that they run off into H, into into the Leeds station. The point is that the best way to do that was the, the whole point of the Eastern leg is that it's segregated into Leeds, and indeed later on. Like Andrew Steen says, well, it might be that we, we do this study, the £100 million study, and we decide that we are going to build, we've protected the land, we are going to build HS2 as originally planned on the Eastern Leg. It's like, no, no d- 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 well, why are you delaying it? We've just had a slide. To, you know, we've looked at the, the onion of doom. We need to be doing the things now. Why are we just doing a r- delay? Treasury clearly wanted to find an, it. T- those reports are created to find t- until, that you just keep creating the new report until you get the answer that Treasury wants, right? so clearly treasury don't want to build the eastern leg so they they want some reports to justify that decision the trouble is that, that there is no alternative you need the high speed segregation so the report is going to give the report will give weasel words to allow, that, that probably won't say you need the eastern leg it will say well the eastern leg is probably going to pr- provide the best outcomes but all these alternatives exist and that'll be given as an a chance for treasury to to sort of say no no we don't need the eastern leg so um Oh, I've not actually picked up. Uh, is Nigel Harris talking? Yeah. So Nigel Harris's um, uh, comments have been brilliant on, on the IRP. He's in, he's as furious as I am about it. I'm going to be having a chat with him. I'm going down to say, say hello to Nigel um, next week actually, which will be nice. Um, but he is as furious is as furious as I am about this, and he is. As furious as well about all the patronising, condescending statements, and and indeed he was pretty angry about the way that, that Burnham was treated. Yeah, Graham Harris pointing out in the chat. Thanks, Graham. About how furious, um, about how how pitiful Andy Burnham's questioning was in the in the um, the, the TSC session. I think we talked. Me and uh, Jennifer and I talked about this. Uh, last week that was a good episode by the way I hope you all enjoyed that was uh, good to have jennifer on and talk about this she knows this stuff very well particularly in relation to leveling up which by the way is another news article i've kicked and i've got a load of slides up here slides a load of tabs that i decided to not put in so yeah so who knows the irp is still getting kicked around it's i think the reason this this statement it, 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 if you read between the lines on this it's clear that there is an understanding that the irp is not popular it's clear that it's not landed in the way that the government hoped it would which is at least small hope oh so anyway um, and to end, to the last last little bit of news, um, is North East Scotland going to get another chance? So um, to the Campaign for North Eastern Rail, um, who might well be in here, hello if you are CNER, hello, hello, um, are hoping that the, the new Transport Minister, the new Transport Minister, SNP, but with the fact that the Greens are in coalition with the uh, SNP, there's a potential chance that this could result in um, a bit you know, more... Uh, a more likely chance to have a connection to you know back to the rail network for 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 example peterborough and but 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 ellen is not a bad start bankery is not a bad start either uh so jenny gilruth uh, is it Gilruth? i think it's gilruth um um appointed to minister for transport uh, Ms. gilruth uh, has kind of campaigned to open um the she was campaigning on the leaving link, so it's difficult for her to then say no to, to more lines like that opening. So we'll see. I think there is a chance. Um, there is a chance. There's a CNER going to be making a presentation. I think that it's... it's. Yeah, I think there's more chance now, but the S M P really needs to put their money where their mouth is. They spend so much more on roads and so little on sustainable transport they really need to step up um and i'm hoping that they enact most of the greens rail for all plan because they, 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 they are spending in the order of billions on rail it, hopefully that that plan is going to come to fruition it'd be interesting if they end up with a tunnel under the fourth wouldn't it anyway that is a, a, a really weird meandering spin through some news um oh goodness any thoughts any any any, any extra thoughts on that um yeah good grief Many people going on about a connection to Leeds Bradford Airport. Um, uh, no, I don't think that the connection to Leeds Bradford. Oh, yeah, there is supposed to be a uh, There's a station being built, and there's supposed to be a bit of a, a bit of a thing, a bit like a spur potentially being considered to link up. But yeah, it's gone quiet. It's it's a Wiker thing. I don't know whether WICA have just had its the yeah, budget's been cut, so it could be that. Uh, the S P is way too sympathetic to road schemes. They're all about road schemes. What are they doing? Building, you know, replacing Sheriff Hall Roundabout. Leave it as a roundabout. That's a tap. Literally, that is it's like a valve. From the air, it looks like a valve. It is a valve that limits traffic on the rest of the uh, the A720, the the, the Edinburgh Bypass, uh, and the A1. If you, As they're apparently actually doing right now, build the, the, the grade separation for Sheriff Hall Roundabout, it will release more traffic onto the roads around and the, the, the roads connecting to the bypass and the bypass itself and it'll make a right old hash and it'll induce a load of demand if for, in a brief period where the congestion is low oh my goodness it's a dreadful idea the smp are just massively pro-road they're just hugely pro-road um and um the 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 youth element the kind of the non uh, the non turf element of, of the smp probably aren't particularly they're more like greens uh, so all I can say is SMP listen to your new members because the old SMP needs to die or it needs to be replaced uh, not literally its members but um as in like the entity I'm not I'm not I'm not calling for a pogrom on uh, old SMP members that would be a bit strange oh how many Scottish lines can be brought back from the dead without a log jam further south oh uh, do you mean as in like without jamming up lines yeah it's I mean uh, not too much of an issue up in the northeast because you can. There are some issues in capacity in, in through Aberdeen, but um, they aren't insurmountable. But no, it's okay. Yeah, Central Belt is a challenge. The reopening lines that connect into Central Belt is certainly a challenge. Yeah, um, East West Rail are kind of getting they're they're stuck in consultation period. They, they are building some stuff, but they're 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 slow. Um, yeah, uh, S is pro road. Alba is pro pro Putin. Yeah, uh, should they have dueled the A nine as a strategic need? Nope a 9 dueling should have been cancelled when they found out that the average speed cameras solved the problem. Uh, the average speed camera's made it incredibly much more safe. It was a very dangerous road. Average speed cameras solved the problem. So the dueling should have been cancelled. Um, is Scotland the only part of the UK that has rebuilt any lines for local services in the last 50 years? No, there have been a few rebuilds. I've got a list of rebuild projects. Uh, there, there have been a few. Robin Hood line and a, a few other bits and pieces that have, that have, that have happened um although are they freight reinstatements or a total reconstruction yeah there are some wales has done a bit as well um oh hello alexander lovely to see you um alexander would love a bml too because the bml closure was necessary but incredibly annoying um yeah um anyway right uh any comments on the greenford viva rail trial i don't know anything about it send me some interesting information about it bob's rail relics uh, East West Rail is indeed building things. They are building things, yeah. But they're 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 in concentration proof for the next bit. It is happening. It's happening slower than it should be, but it is happening. And obviously, you know, without wires. Anyway, right after um, some some pain on my face, it's time to say thanks to all of you for for listening, listening people. I hope the sound effects weren't too loud. Shout at me if it, if it was true. Yeah, Boris live Vale. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Oh uh, yes, uh, all good podcasting platforms. We are available on them. And I need to upload on a timely in a timely fashion. Yes, uh, patreoncom slash Dennis to support these to make it happen. All the Patreon supporters, thank you so much. I owe you a little behind the scenes thing. I think um, I've, I you've you've got some in the loops. You've been kept in the loop on some of my shenanigans last week, which were fun. So um, yeah, uh, thanks for thanks for that. And, and I continue to value your inputs in terms of di- uh, directorship and or producership and or um, natural episode suggestions uh the merch of course a masquette. uh paypal.me slash Garth dennis if you want to chuck pennies at me and the discord service garth dennis.uk slash discord where you can uh, continue the chat thing that's happening over there uh, hello all the people in the chat thing um oh uh oh thanks hm trains. it's a very nice thing to say in the chat i won't read out i'm not going to read out self congratulatory comments but hm trends is a very nice comment thank you um oh uh Pine- oh, pineapple man 3 are the train features 2 going to have level boarding mm, that's a good question let's go big face briefly in theory yes there's going to be a weird ramp thing that will shoot out and drop down it's a very strange layout but yes they should do and for both the captive the, the the kind of the stupid high platforms within the high speed section and then also the the 915 platforms everywhere else so yes in theory that's the theory uh anyway right uh next week we are, I promise this time, we are going to do a page turn through Network Rail's third climate, well, climate adaptation report. Um, it's time we um, reminded ourselves about climate change and have a look at what's happening, particularly in light of the smashy that's been happening over the last uh, week or so. So yes, um, we're going to do that. And it should be interesting. It should be good to have a little page turn, a chance to breathe. That'd be very nice. Good grief, 17 minutes late. I'm so sorry. Uh, this was chaos. Uh, it, was, it was the news, but long. And uh, hopefully interesting and um well i bring my face back um <laughs> yeah thanks thanks for joining everyone i'm gonna go and have some food uh and i'm gonna have a rest and i will see you all i will see you all uh, i'll see you next week it's another live one next week so i'll see you there uh, my face is really bleached out and i'm gonna just wave vigorously <laughs> cheerio everyone cheerio